Another game ends in disappointment for our Chicago Bears with just a few seconds left on the clock as they fall to the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 24, moving their record to three and eight. And we welcome you in to this Bears postgame show as the Bears fall to the Atlanta Falcons. And it is the marvelous one. Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Shavari, myself. Mike Mercado, we want to thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And we're going to break this all down from Gordon getting a concussion to Justin Fields being taken on a cart to go get his shoulder evaluated. We're going to break that down and so much more. But really fast, Marvelous, before we throw it to you, what you saw on our TV screen today in the ATL, Justin Fields goes 14 for 21, 153 passing yards, one touchdown, and one interception. This is the number we're really going to be talking about today. Justin Fields rushing the ball. These are design plays called for him. 18 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. David Montgomery, the lead back with no Khalil Herbert, 17 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. On the receiving end, David Montgomery with a great catch, but three catches, 54 yards. Cole Komet, three catches, 35 yards, and an incredible catch himself. Darnell Mooney has four and a touchdown. Equinomia St. Brown with two for 24. Chase Claypool, the one they gave up a lot of draft capital for, only gets two receptions for 11 yards. A huge shout-out to Jack Sanborn for having himself a heck of a game. Of course, same thing with Brisker and Eddie Jackson. Kyler Gordon, as we mentioned, heading into concussion evaluation. And Marvelous, you know the stats. You watch the game. And it was another moment where things got dicey at the end. That play calling at the end, those three design runs to to end this this final drive for the Bears, watching Justin slide and get hit in the head. And even though there was different angles of that play, still putting your quarterback in that position, knowing full well he looked beat up. Those mm -hmm. legs for a young man look beat up. And that's how special and fast he is that he still is able to do those things. But Marvelous, what did you see in this matchup against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta? <laughs> well, there's been three games now where Justin has been very good with running the ball, uh, passing some of the, you know the couple choices you might question. But here's the bottom line: I think that they may have run him once too often because he's got a a bum shoulder now. Clearly, I mean it's being evaluated as we speak, according to my information. So I don't know. It was his left shoulder. So. I don't know if he should have even been in the game at the end if he was banged up that bad. He was in, in pretty a lot of pain several other times. So uh, I think that they may actually lose him, possibly. I haven't heard the full report yet, but we'll, we'll keep keep you posted. In terms of the team, you mentioned the, the stars, Sanborn, Brisker, Gordon on defense, outstanding. And I think Claypool's only had five catches as our number one new number one receiver in three games. Is it? Be, he's not, I don't know that he's being double teamed. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I just don't understand why he hasn't been more involved in the offense. So uh, the 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 pass to Montgomery was was terrific. I mean, the uh, you know, Fields was scrambling uh, and and he got an opportunity to send Montgomery down the field and waved him down and put it right over the shoulder of the defender into his waiting arms. That was a beautiful pass. So I thought that was the highlight pass of the day. I think. You know, it, 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 I remember old friend Patterson. Yeah, <laughs> the seventh uh, TD. That's a he's, he was he's quite a returner, and uh, that hurt us. And uh, so uh, again, another disappointing loss. Three and eight. 
And uh, it's improving our draft position is the only positive thing. <laughs> yeah, the tank season continues strongly. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Cordell Patterson. Again, another X factor that costs the Bears a game. You know, there was a lot of things, the little, the death by paper, uh, paper cut, but you think about that's a special teams play again. Cost the Bears another victory. Back-to-back weeks, whether it's missed field goals or missed blocking and allowing the most dangerous returner in the game right now, take one back to the house in a revenge game. So, I, you know, it just, it, it goes to, if you're looking big picture, this team is not ready to win. Good teams don't let that happen. Bad teams lose that way. And that's why they're at where they're at. And let's talk a little bit about this Justin Fields thing. And, and like the Marvelous said, we'll keep you up to date. We'll have our opinions as the news is breaking down. We are recording this right after the Bears fall to the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, 24 to 27. For the big news coming out of this game, Justin Fields being evaluated, his left shoulder. We saw him wincing at the very end of that game. There's already video coming out of him being carted in the stadium in Atlanta. So this is... Now a moment where we know what the kid is tough. Fields, if you could say whatever you want, from his days in Ohio State with messed up ribs, beating up on Trevor Lawrence. You know, this guy, then, then looking into the teeth of Nick Saban with that. We know this kid is tough. We see it when he's out there. That's a lot of run for him. I know that's what he does. I know that's his specialty. I know that that's what makes him unique to other players. But there still is a development year. And I know I'm I'm asking for the the porridge, right? The the just right. Can't be too hot, can't be too cold. But you just saw what happened. If you lose a game or two of Justin Fields playing, that's evaluation time. That's time you're able for development. And I think what we just saw in this Atlanta Falcons game, this matchup against Atlanta, if you look at what they did with Mariota, they didn't trust Mariota's arm. And they did the exact same thing the Bears did. They ran, they ran, they ran, they ran. And the Bears did not, in that final draft, they looked slow. They looked confused. They looked hurt. There was no sense of urgency that final drive with a minute left in the game. And I don't know if it's because of the play calling, if because the players knew, like you mentioned, Marvelous, Fields probably shouldn't even been out there. But I think we just saw today all the credit that Luke Getze and Matt Eberflutz have had over the last few weeks. It was confirmed. It was reconfirmed. They don't trust him just in the pocket. And look, we I've been a, a, a proponent of he's going to get hurt in the pocket. He got a nasty sack in the pocket where I thought his knee got popped out. So I'm not here saying I need him to be Justin Herbert. But if, if you're going to let him air it out in that scenario, in a two-minute drill, it should be against this bad Atlanta Falcons defense and it should be plays that are, are getting the ball out. If you're not having them throw it down the field to Mooney, then get it to Komet. Get it to Claypool. And we didn't see that in that last drive. Right. In the last drive, one thing you don't want to do is throw a pass too high. If anything, you want to throw it to it's very close to the ground so that, he, that it can't be intercepted. That was that in his last interception was just a bad throw, really. It was, it was it was waiting to be intercepted, so that was unfortunate. Um, and you know, again, it wasn't his right arm that was hurt, but I'm sure it didn't help that he was in, in discomfort at that moment. And he's still not getting all the calls that we would like to see for a young yeah. star in the league. But I also think he's he does it so often that the mm -hmm. refs are going to hold back a little bit. 
because he is putting himself in a dangerous position, but mm-hmm. that's what makes him so unique. And it's going to be up to Getsy, Eberflus, and Fields and the rest of this offense to get creative and do what makes them great in different ways. That they're not so constantly putting themselves in danger. Now, I, as we move forward through this season, from what we just saw today, I think we're all comfortable right now in saying the Bears have a young quarterback worth investing in. And I don't mean just financially. I mean, this is your guy. You can... You can now try to build as if you have your diamond in the rough, right? So how do you do this the rest of the season? You can't have them rushing the ball on design plays 18 times. 7 to 11, 12, okay, right? Like, that's a sweet spot. Nearly 20 in his second season, 22 games in, when you still have this promising offseason and draft coming up. I mean, are you... Are you doing kid gloves with him or we're playing football? He's going to have to get out there. He's going to get hurt. He's going to get hit at the very least. What what do you do? How would you handle this for the next five, six, seven weeks? It's funny because they've been more successful and he's been running more. And we were complaining that he should run more. But I was worried that what's probably happened now is what's going to happen when he was running less <laughs> yeah. and and still he's being sacked quite a bit not as much as before he is he's shown some tremendous elusivity if there's such a word uh and and, and, and you know in a couple of plays it was remarkable that he got away so i think going forward since the season is not going to be a winning season unless they sweep and go nine and eight that they they should really be thinking about the future and maybe they don't want him to rush so much. And when they get, you know, their full complement of running backs back, they might want to rethink the offense just for the rest of the season, particularly if, you know, maybe Simeon will be playing quarterback next week. We don't know yet. And so that will change the picture too. <laughs> so they will they will be playing a different they won't fields won't be rushing for eighteen yard eighteen times. So we'll just have to wait and see. And I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to if he's at all hurts, feels it is to place him. I mean, because I want to protect their investment for the future at this point. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Three and eight playing the Jets. Maybe he can play against the Packers that way. I'd rather see him play against the Packers and the Jets if he's a little bit dinged up. But if it's serious, it's not going to matter. So we have to wait and see on that. But I think that going forward, I'd like to see him have less scheduled running plays for him and, and not expose him as much. I want to get into the running game a little bit as we are breaking down this Bears Atlanta Falcons recap the fallout of the Bears falling to the Atlanta Falcons 24 to 27 here on the sports cubicle. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, and Paul Shavari throughout the show. I'm Mike Mercado. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. I'm on Twitter at Mike and Media and on Instagram at Mike Mercado Media. I want to talk about this running game really fast. Marvelous one. It is the highlight you've mentioned about. We, we've been talking about design plays and how it it puts Justin in danger. And you have to find that sweet spot. And I think something that I'm kind of learning right now. And again, it's just one. I don't want it to seem hyperbolic because it's one game. But this is something that you could kind of put a, an entire tail to tape. Justin Fields is making this running game special. David Montgomery hasn't looked special. Khalil Herbert has burst 
has elusivity. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. You know, he's elusive. You know, he's, he's, he, but they're not, they're not Derrick Henry. No. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, sure. it's, they're not doing, it's not like it's 50 50. It's 70% Justin, yeah. and then it's them. And I think today we saw that. Now, I want to put it out there that it's also the offensive line because you're seeing what's going up up north in Detroit. They have a really good offensive line, and Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are able to eat. Whether it's in passing yards or if you're or if you're just in need of a big goal line touchdown or one yard to convert to a first down. The Bears don't have that. Justin has to make the fields. For and this is the best way I could kind of describe it. If it's a design run for Justin, they look special. The line looks special. Fields look special. The, the running game, everything looks great. But if it's a simple hike and handoff, it looks bad. Not <laughs> You could say average, but it doesn't look elite for what no. the numbers say. No. They're, Does they're that not, kind of concern you? Yeah, they're not, they're not. The blocking isn't that great. They, they should involve the tight ends and the and the fullback in blocking more. What what, what I see with other teams. And one more thing, Fields. I'm not excited about the way that he slides to the ground and he needs to go to a safety zone, namely the sidelines, more often. Because once you get near the sidelines, they're not going to hit you for fear of getting the penalty you can sort of dance the sidelines for a while and some some of the elusive quarterbacks do that and uh, i'd like to see him do more of that because you know they're not going to hit him uh, anywhere near the sidelines because it's a penalty usually <laughs> it doesn't worry you a little bit that somebody like a coconut when it comes to blocking when it comes to those type of bodies like a chase claypool they're not out there let's talk a little bit about that where it's going to be the the talk you you mentioned the Chase Claypool five catches in the three games. What is it? Okay, I'm gonna give Claypool the benefit of the doubt again. It's three games here in Chicago, young kid, and all that. But it didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's a hell of a coach. He did pick Mitch Trubisky to be his captain hmm. and starting quarterback to start the season. But nonetheless, we give him the benefit of the doubt. I, how do you? How are they not utilizing? Why aren't we seeing them out there? Is Fields not comfortable with them? What is it with the Bears not being able to utilize huge bodies like Chase Claypool, Kokomet, and then being able to parlay that with the speed of Darnell Mooney? Yeah, I thought that Claypool's presence would make Mooney more dangerous, mm-hmm. and maybe you know, maybe it will eventually, but so far not so much. And some of these other guys have participated. In, in you know in the receiving core, but uh, I haven't seen anybody that that stands out so far. I mean, they they do distribute to different receivers, so I will give them that. I mean, so uh, you know, so they do actually uh, sometimes have you know different different targets, shall we say, you know, for him, such as you know St. Brown and and uh, you know who is was involved today. He did get only two catches, which <laughs> ties him with Claypool, twenty four yards. So. And I thought, you know, I thought Ebner was decent as a running back, but we, I think we need Herbert back. <laughs> now, I, I, I think this is what's interesting, where you can also correlate what they're going to have to do this, this coaching staff, wh- whether it's Luke Getzee or it's Matt Eberflus and it's, it's what Ryan Post is putting together. Baylor Jones was playing today. We saw him return, and it was a big run. A lot of struggles early on in the season. 
and Nikhil Harry was inactive. So if you're going to have Bayless Jones and you don't trust him for different things, do you do the Debo Samuel, Cordell Patterson type of play with him? Just get a dangerous runner the ball? I mean, Marvelous, over Uh these next few weeks with a player like that, with trying to monitor where Fields is, do you try to get creative? Do you just try to throw the entire kitchen sink and yeah. see what you could take into next season? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I thought that they a couple of times they commit running the ball on short yarded situations, like you know, third and one, and and the the big body uh, can get that yard, you know. So that's not a bad play. And then the the, the wide receiver run, there's they've had some success with that, but they, you know, it it does give some more for the defense to think about if, if the, you know, if you do have some other options. So I'd like, you know, I think that they've done a pretty good job with the offense and being more varied in the last three or four games, but they don't have any wins to show for it in the last three, which is, you know, it's very disappointing. Again, like I said last week, that they close, but no cigar great for draft position, but disappointing for the record. <laughs> yeah. It's how disappointed will you be if Trevor Simeon is starting next week for the Chicago bears? Oh, if if Fields is is not physically able to pay, play, of course I want the the backup to play. I mean, uh, the fact of the matter is, it's not three, but they've lost four games in a, you know in a row now, and and the the you know and, and the needles heading south. But yet we have our prize quarterback that's that's developed into a terrific runner, and it's a mixed blessing. Like I've been saying, it's great that he has that great skill, but it's not paying off with wins. And it's dinging him up. So uh, it would not, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have Simeon play next week. I wouldn't be disappointed because if there's a physical reason for, for Fields not to play, he should not play. Period. No, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very good point. I think, yeah, I think we all know what the goods are, or at least what the ingredients are that we could at least bring to the dinner table next season. <laughs> so take your time. Don't just rush him out there for no reason. The wins loss thing is so fascinating because as fans, I think it's more than okay to want wins, to want to make the team to want to go to the playoffs to, you know, it's not our responsibility as fans to worry about payroll and draft status. And we we're the fans. We get to want to want them to win. I hope the players want to win. I think it's Ryan Poles' job more than Matt Eberflus because Matt Eberflus and that coaching staff better want to win every game. It's up to Ryan Poles to be the level-headed adult, quote-unquote, adults in the room in in this specific scenario. Make sure you're, you know, you're watching this season, but you have the big picture in mind. Because we can sit here week to week and be upset and want the wins and think back about they should have had Washington. They let one go against New York. Oh, my God, Miami was right there. How can we let it slip from Atlanta? But they need to make sure that, if they're in the position that they think they have their quarterback, we may think so, but if they finally got it, that they, if it's click for them, they better do what's best for him and that organization because you don't get many chances at the Apple when it comes to it. And I think we're seeing it today. If you taken away like that, mm-hmm. you know, you, 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 have seen it around the league. You know, do you want to go back to being the Carolina Panthers? It's like you, they better hit on this marvelous. Let's talk a little bit about next week. Thanksgiving week (laughs) is upon us here in America, in the United States for all us who are listening to us here on the sports uh, cubicle. Thank you so much. We hope you're having a wonderful weekend and a wonderful holiday season coming up, but it is the Chicago bears 
at the Meadowlands against the New York Jets, who found a way to Jets it up and lose to the New England Patriots. Unbelievable game, 3-3 three to three until a punt return touchdown. Are you kidding me? The AFC East is a crazy division right now. Marvelous. You know, again, yeah. we talk about frustrations. At least, I, I think we're better off than if Zach Wilson was under center for the Chicago Bears. But <laughs> what do you think about this matchup? Robert yeah. Sala is going to bring a tough defense with the Jets in that, that Justin Fields or Trevor Simeon are going to see in New York next mm-hmm. week. How do you uh, – what do you see uh, early on into next week's matchup? Well, I'm looking at the Jets, and they're definitely a playoff contender. Bear in mind, two weeks ago, they beat the Buffalo Bills, who are arguably the best team in the AFC. And they've now been swept by the Patriots, you know, by by less than a, t- a score in, in each in each game. So, I mean, they're they're a tough team. So, uh, again, <laughs> it's another road game, another game where you know they're going to be challenged. But you know, can we stop the running game? They, you know, Wilson runs, but they've got Carter, who had eight carries today, and and Robinson, who they, you know, seven carries who they just picked up. So, I don't know. It's a uh, Wilson wasn't that impressive today, nine of twenty-two, and uh, so uh, if they can stop the running game, they might be successful. It looks like to me, and in uh, next week in the Meadowlands, so it'll be another tight game. Might come down to special teams again, <laughs> but uh, you know we, we've had problems with the running game, and I, you know, they don't seem to have a real stud that I'm aware of. I mean, they do have James Robinson now, who's a pretty good player out of Illinois State, who was with Jacksonville. It's now a Jet. So you might want to watch out for him as a as a wild card. But uh, the the only other runner that they have that I'm aware of is Michael Carter that's out of North Carolina that's been you know, their main man. So if we can stop that running game, we, we will we will be successful next week against the Jets. Do what we're doing. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I don't, can't tell you if Fields will be there or not. But uh, you know, good. We we can really beat this team. I think. Yeah, you're going to have to make sure that you keep the guy, like you mentioned, Michael Carter and a Juice Robinson in check. Garrett Wilson, a heck of a receiver. You got to make sure Justin Fields has a lot of knowledge of a Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. <laughs> so you got to make sure that you keep uh, him in check. And I think, you know, Zach Wilson will give you the game if you let him. So this defense has a chance. Will Kyler Gordon play? Jalen Johnson. Eddie Jackson, how will they all get together? How will they all get healthy? How will they all bounce back? Can a huge shout out to uh, Jack Sanborn, who has made himself some money in this league now. Has if he stays healthy and he he'll have a, a a spot next year. That's that's the thing for I think a lot of NFL fans when it comes to these bad teams, these teams that are in this record. A lot of guys are playing for their future. A lot of these guys are playing mm-hmm. for next year because it's not guaranteed and. This is a game the Bears can win. It's going to be tough. You know, I don't think you're going to see a lot of greatness from Chase Claypool with Sauce Island out there uh, matching up against him or Darnell Mooney. You have to be careful with uh, Tyler Conklin, their tight end. I think this is a great matchup for Cole Komet to get a lot of targets, to really utilize him in that sense. But we'll see how the running game goes. You can only – David Montgomery is about to become a workhorse. So we'll see how well that goes and what happens if anything happens to him. But it's early on in the week. Obviously, we're just coming off of this Atlanta game. But if you don't have Justin Fields heading into New York, I think it's going to be a long day in the Meadowlands for Chicago. And it doesn't get any easier for the Bears where, you know, you, you have that that matchup after Thanksgiving. And then you thought you were feeling good. The vibes are good, babe. 
But then Green Bay comes to Chicago December 4th. So it's a tough few weeks for the Bears and, and Bears Nation, Marvelous. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the defensive star for the Jets seems to be their linebacker, C.J. Mosley. So we may want to keep an eye on him, too, because he's, he's, he's had the 50 solo tackles so far this year, tied for sixth in the league. So that's a guy we might want to, you know, keep an eye on next week, too. So, um, and again, they're, they're, they're a winning team. They're in the playoff hunt. Their two losses to New England have really hurt them, so they'll be hungry for a win at home. So uh, hope for the best. It depends upon our, the injury uh, sheet for us. And uh, uh, I just hope that they're not too down on themselves. I would think that, that there may be some of the players now that, that are feeling a little bit frustration, and, and, uh, and, and I hope it doesn't set into the level of play. Yeah, it's really it's a astute point you bring that up, and you know it's really interesting. It's really important to also add on how much turnaround this roster is going to have next year, and I think that's something that we have to keep in mind. Who is Justin throwing the ball to? Who is this defense right now? Who in this defense besides the young secondary is going to be here next year? We found out Jack Sanborn, and that's because of moving Roquan and Robert Quinn, great players, but you needed to find your, your next group of young guys that are going to cover this defense. And hopefully Matt Eberflus is able, is able to coach up, but this was a frustrating game. Marvelous. I think more than anything, it was entertaining at points. It was ugly at points and it was a very stereotypical way. The Chicago bears are losing games this season. A bad interception from Justin Fields. I've been well, I've been the conductor of the Justin Fields fan club. He did not play great today. There were spectacular plays that he made. He looked phenomenal at different points. But you could see that those legs are beat up. You could see that he's getting hit a lot. And now you have to worry about this shoulder injury that he had coming into this season. So this is as as many times as we talked about good losses. And good and a good tank win, if you will. This feels like, yeah, you won in the tankathon, but the vibes aren't good because it just didn't quite look, it didn't end the way these other games ended, where it was almost out of your hand and it was, oh, darn it. We can always think into the back of our mind, what if? No, they had the ball. The coaches had the chance to show what they have in their playbook and they all just kind of let it run down their pants. And whether it's because of an injury, whether it's because they don't have the talent or they don't think that they have enough talent to pull it off, that's what we saw on this game. Marvelous. <laughs> Any final thoughts this week? A frustrating week, but yeah. a, a week where we're thankful that we at least know the Bears have a quarterback and we have each other and our audience <laughs> to talk it out and have sure. some sports therapy. Right, right, right. Therapy. This will be a good week for the for the uh, Chicago area Psychologists and psychiatrists, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so uh, a 24 27 uh, outcome. Your final thoughts of this matchup against Atlanta yeah. and next week, the Thanksgiving weekend against the Jets. Again, the stats are the stats. They're three and eight, and uh, they're, they're performing even a little worse than I expected. I said, I mean, it may be hard pressed <laughs> to get six wins at this point because don't forget, after Green Bay, Hit Philadelphia and Buffalo, so now I'm worried about them meeting my uh, my projection, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
we'll leave you with this one. All right. A little early Christmas present for all the people listening to the sports cubicle as we break down the Chicago Bears falling to three and eight as they drop mm-hmm. to the Atlanta Falcons 27 to 24 in Atlanta. If the Bears, because I think the Houston Texans are probably going to get the number one overall pick. If you have the opportunity, would you say, okay, I want to see Fields play maybe two, three, four more games. But then after that, are you willing to give up two, three, four potential games of film for Fields to guarantee a top three draft pick? (laughs) Okay. Like tanking? (laughs) Yeah, like really tanking. Like, you know what? Those legs are a little too sore, Justin. Why don't you take off week 14, 15, 16, and 17? Well, that's a possibility. Uh, the way things are going, I'm just, I'm already looking at the, the 2023 draft. <laughs> Wide receivers, uh, linebackers, you know, uh, everything. So uh, I'm already I'm already putting this season in the in the in the trash. I think so. That would be fine with me at this point. It, it wouldn't bother me a bit if they if they uh, arrested Fields uh, legitimately. Um, for a game or two, you know, for the rest of the year. I mean, they have a number of games left. I mean, they have the next week, the Jets, and then, like I said, the Packers, uh, the Eagles, Bills, and then they have uh, the divisional rivals to end at Detroit, Minnesota. So um, there are a number of games left. But uh, on the other hand, I, I would like to get a full evaluation of uh, the health of our quarterback before uh, commenting on what should happen. And if there's any doubt at all, I would I would rest him, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. If there's any, any ounce, any inch, any inkling that he's a little hurt, he's a little sore, not, not football, you know, everyday player. So I'm talking about like, Ooh, that's a little weird. Don't play him. You know, you already know, you know, he's not going to be throwing to all these dudes besides Claypool and, and Mooney and Komet. And here he has his, his connections with Mooney and Komet. Now, if it's just some football players play football, just like, you know, accountants accounts, you know, like <laughs> you do what you do, but if it, this is no longer like he has to prove himself. If he's doing it to think that I need to earn the spot, he's earned it. Mm-hmm. So if he could play, he could play. But if, if you have any doubt, it's already on film. Make sure your, your investment and this guy are ready for when it matters the most. Mm-hmm. And that's, you could think that as a fan, or you could think the opposite. That's your right as a fan. But that's how I want Ryan Poles to be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. But Marvelous, before yep. I let you go, we have Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, what is your favorite Thanksgiving entree? <laughs> your favorite Thanksgiving meal? What is it that the Marvelous loves <laughs> to have on a Thanksgiving meal? The must. I mean, obviously the turkey, but I, but I can't avoid the 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 apple pie or the you know or some kind of pie with my sweet tooth. I can't you know I can't avoid that. So. I have to confess that the that the desserts are are, are critical. <laughs> Attaboy, there it is. So, okay, are you and the marvelous family? Are you early Thanksgiving dinner eaters or late <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner eaters? Yeah, it's varied over the years. It's uh, it used to be where there be uh, two families to go to, so we'd go early and late. But that's <laughs> changed over the years, yeah. so it's it's more of a of a mid afternoon. You know, uh, usually. 
right right when the first game's ending and the second one's starting somewhere there you go (laughs) (laughs) last one dark meat white meat which one is the first they're all delicious (laughs) but which one do you go to first oh i i'm i I prefer the white meat really so you know it's a that's a go-to for me dark meat for eggs the next morning with him white meat to start thanksgiving with a little bit of gravy i need cranberry sauce I need macaroni and right. cheese. And for me, as a Latino man, yes. what after Thanksgiving means yeah. it's tamale season. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And, you know, and don't forget to say what you're thankful for, really. Oh, Marvelous, what yeah. are you thankful for, my friend? What are you thankful for? <laughs> Obviously, family, health, friends, uh, all the all the obvious things. How about you? Yeah, same. I mean, I'm obviously uh, thankful for our amazing audience here. My amazing co-hosts, the Marvelous uh-huh. One, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shivari, uh, my beautiful wife, all our significant others who put up with our nonsense when it comes to sports. Right. And the fact that we, you know, even all the ups and downs that we've had a blessed, healthy yeah. year. And uh, it's amazing that we get to talk sports for a living. And more than that, yeah. the other stuff we do in our life is you know is possible yeah. is, is 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 going gra- well for us you know it's it's gravy it's great as you gravy. it's gravy <laughs> and um yeah i mean i i just i think and on top of it all when we talk about bears football it's not bad anymore no, it's no. not a nightmare anymore right well, but I'm, you know <laughs> we will get talk about other sports but i'm not i will say this I'm worried about the Bulls, too. They have some internal controversy, but we can talk about that another time. <laughs> oh, you see, now, now you're now you're teasing Christmas. It's already the, the stockings. Right. There it is. Right. But we all wish you a wonderful, healthy Thanksgiving if you are here in the United States. If you're anywhere else, all the holidays you have coming up, we hope you guys have a safe and healthy one. Whether you do it by yourself, whether you don't celebrate it or you have big bashes, just make sure you're being safe. You take care of each other because more importantly, we want to make sure you are here with us enjoying all the sports. So that means if you're drinking Uber, get a ride. <laughs> don't drink and drive. For the marvelous one, Dan Marver. For Devin Single, for Paul Shavari, I'm Mike Mercado. The Chicago Bears drop to 3-8. and eight. They lose to the Atlanta Falcons 24 24- to 27 keep up to date with everything that happens with the justin fields inter- interview and the injury when that comes out on twitter at sports cubicle tv subscribe to us on youtube if you want to see the video version youtube.com slash mercado airwaves network leave a comment down below your thoughts of this game i'm on twitter at mike and media and on instagram at mike mercado media we have a lot left here on the sports cubicle with the marvelous one dan marvel devin single paul shivari i'm mike mercado <laughs>